You are listening to the LifePoint Church Sermon of the Week. For more resources, visit us at lifepoint.cc. So I want to I share with you and minister to you about the reality, the reality of King Jesus being the light, being the light of God, the light to the world. That's how John refers to the work of Jesus in the world. He says, in him was life. This is John chapter one, verse four. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. So it was like the light switch came on 2,000 years ago. Like we were living in utter darkness. The vast expanse of darkness and chaos and disorder, wandering around blind. And the light switch came on in the person of Jesus Christ. That's what we are celebrating this Christmas season. When the light switch came on. Light shines in the darkness and darkness has not overcome it. The light overcomes the darkness. Darkness does not overcome the light. Darkness is the absence of light. Light is not the absence of darkness. And so there was this absence of light 2,000 years ago and all the millennia that preceded it and the light switch came on and light overcame darkness. And that light has been overcoming darkness ever since. And then move down to verse nine, John chapter one, verse nine, it says, the true light, that's Jesus, which gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. And I want to speak to you about that this morning. I want to minister that to your heart. The reality of King Jesus being light to our souls. So you can actually turn to Isaiah chapter 9. That's going to be the main text that we look at this morning. The light of God, available to every human heart, brings hope, brings revelation, and brings purpose. The light of God brings hope, brings revelation, and brings purpose. And that's what I want to minister to your heart. Hope, found in the person of Jesus Christ, revelation, of God himself to humanity in the person of Jesus Christ. That's what we call the incarnation, God taking on flesh. That's the revelation of God to man in Jesus. That's what that light switch coming on, that's why that was needed. And purpose, the one thing that we all long for in this life found in the person of Jesus Christ in the light of God. So let's read this. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 1, it says, But there will be no gloom for who, her who was in anguish. And I apologize, I'm reading from the ESV, but like, I don't believe there's any translation that, as I was reading through Isaiah 9, that there's like gives and takes throughout this passage uh, that I feel like different translations do better on. And so some of this is a little difficult to understand in the ESV, and I apologize, but we're going to go with it. There, was, there will be no gloom for her who is in anguish. There was this anguish in the land of Israel. 
And the prophet Isaiah is saying, this is not your end state. You will not always be in this place of anguish. Gloom will, is not your destiny. In the former time, he brought into contempt the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. So these tribes of Israel, this, there was like this disdain or um, he uses the word contempt or dishonor in the land of Israel in these former times. This is actually the time in which Isaiah was prophesying these things. This is that time of dishonor and disdain. Like people looked upon Israel with that sort of disdain. Like they are a black mark on humanity. He says, but in the latter time, he has made glorious the way of the sea, the land beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the nations. And as I said in prior weeks, when we were talking about uh, the need for new wineskins and talking about old wineskins, I did talk about how as we read these prophetic words, please understand that there is always like a, a more immediate fulfillment that we see actually happen in history that I, I believe actually builds faith because Isaiah is prophesying to a people who are oppressed by Assyria. And he's saying in the very short term, there's coming a deliverance from Assyria, but there is a even greater fulfillment coming in this Messiah, this King, who will turn Israel from being a, a nation of disdain and um, contempt to a land of honor. The, the Lord will make Israel into this glorious way by the sea. So there's this greater fulfillment coming. And this is what he says in verse two. I know that was a long verse one. That's because some texts actually put the beginning of that in chapter eight. But verse two says, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. The light switch is gonna come on. You will not always stumble around in darkness. This gloom that you live under, this, like, this weighty darkness that you live under, you will not always live under that weighty darkness, but the light switch will come on. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them a light has shone. You have multiplied the nation. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest, as they are glad when they divide the spoil for the yoke of his burden and the staff for his shoulder the rod of his oppressor you have broken as on the day of Midian I believe Israel lived in this time of like weighty oppression that it was hard for them to ever imagine a time of liberation and freedom beyond this and that is the reality that we are born into in this planet. It is, it is a, an existence of oppression and weightiness and yokes and burdens. And the light of God and the person of Jesus Christ broke through that. It's like he broke over the horizon. And if our eyes will recognize, we will recognize deliverance is on its way. Deliverance is on the horizon. This is not our inheritance to live under the utter perpetual weightiness of gloom and darkness. Oppression is not our inheritance in Jesus Christ. Like that, that yoke and that burden being beaten upon our back is not ours in Jesus Christ. Instead, something broke over the horizon 2,000 years ago that is ours in Jesus Christ. And he refers to this day actually in Israel's history. He says in the day of Midian, that was, that was the day when 
the, the Midianites actually ruled over Israel. They oppressed Israel. So he referred them back to that time when, when Gideon led the 300 you know, courageous soldier over, soldiers over thousands of Midianites miraculously. There is coming a day when there will be a turning of the tide in Israel. He says, for every boot, this, is, this part's strange, it sounds strange, because it doesn't translate super easily for us, but every boot of the tramping warrior in battle, tumult. So take that one. What he's saying is like all the, like the, the noise of battle, uh, like the, the, the equipment and the, the boots and the, the stuff that comes along with, with battle, every garment rolled in blood will be burned as fuel for the fire. There is coming a day when, when the war will be over, when the battle will be done. It will be thrown into the fire. It will actually be fuel for the fire. All the, all the equipment and the, 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 the boots and the garments that we brought into battle will not be needed anymore. So we'll throw them into the fire and they will fuel the fire in, in this day to come. There is hope in Jesus Christ. The light of God has shone into the darkness. And that is ours in Jesus Christ. And that's what I want to minister to your heart this morning. I believe we need an understanding of the hope of Jesus in our lives. Not hope in the form of positive thinking, but hope in the form of a person, Jesus Christ, shown onto every heart. And I want to minister this to your heart this morning. Hope is yours regardless of your circumstances. Hope is not just a sunny disposition. Hope is a understanding and deep conviction, albeit a revelation of something to come that you may not be living within in this very moment, but it is yours in Christ Jesus. Think of that moment of anticipation in utter darkness right before the breaking of the dawn. It seems like the night will never end. And then over the horizon breaks those first few rays of light. That happened 2,000 years ago. So we stand in this place of already but not yet that looks towards the horizon, towards our bright shining sun that has bursted over the horizon and that is ours now in Jesus Christ. That is why Paul in the book of Philippians can literally be writing from a jail cell and saying, he can say, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say it, rejoice. That's why he can say the Lord will give you strength. He's saying it from from the, the utter pits of prison, but he's saying it with a deep sense of conviction and reality because G- King Jesus is his hope. So would you just close your eyes in this place? I wanna minister this to your heart. There are some in this place who feel like this season of mourning and of weeping and of oppression will never end. I want to speak over you this morning that the light has shone in the darkness and his name is King Jesus. And I can't tell you when your circumstances will change, but if you keep your eyes fixed on the horizon, that sun beaming over the horizon, he will give you strength. He is your hope. 
people are not your hope. Your job is not your hope. Material possessions and your net worth, they are not your hope. King Jesus is your hope. And he broke the oppressors that, con- that are relentlessly coming against you. He paid the price for that victory. He actually said, it is finished. So Lord, I pray in this house this morning for an inbreaking of the light into darkness, into hearts that feel overwhelmed, hearts that feel like they have trouble going another day. Would you minister by your sweet spirit? Would you do what only you can do? Would you convince them that though weeping lasts for the night, the joy will come in the morning? Those that are experiencing physical pain, may they reach out and receive their strength in King Jesus, their hope and glory. Those who have been betrayed, may they see their hope fully in you. The one who fully tasted betrayal, who was stabbed in the back, you felt it, Lord. Those who are in in the real battle for their marriage, who feel at at the end of their rope, hope of the strength of King Jesus flood their soul right now. So would you just receive that right now from King Jesus? He is enough. Hope is a person. Look at him. Hope is a person. some in this place who feel in complete despair depression or feelings of hopelessness have been your lot as of late I want to tell you that hope is a person and he's walked into this room he didn't just break over a distant horizon but he walked into this room He says, it is finished. The battle is over. The battle has been won. Despair is not your lot in life. He's purchased a new inheritance for you. Where all you've known is anguish and despair. King Jesus says, that gloom will not always reside over you. 
joy comes in the morning. read verse 6. It says, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. This child, this baby, whom Micah tells us will be born to a virgin, Isaiah tells us that earlier in chapter 7, will actually usher in a kingdom There'll be a governmental rule that he establishes on the earth that'll be upon his shoulder and his name shall be called this wonderful oh thank you my main man wonderful counselor he's going to come to a people there'll be a meekness to him that is tender and compassionate like a counselor mighty God. There'll be no question of his authority and of his power. And did that not mark Jesus' ministry? Everyone was scratching their heads at his authority. Like, what authority does this guy have? Like, where does this come from? They couldn't understand it. It had the mark of mighty God himself, everlasting Father. As Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. I and the Father are one. There will be this confounding of the the very revelation to God in three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Prince of Peace. There will be an authority of peace and a rule of peace that he will establish. So the light came on 2,000 years ago and part of the establishment or the um, part of what that accomplished was the revelation of God to man. As I said, The light of God is shown and it brought hope. Revelation was the second thing I said, revelation. And this is needed for us to understand that there are not multiple lights. There are not multiple ways to God. There is one way. His name is Jesus. Jesus made that about as clear as possible. It's not that all paths lead to God. The essence of truth is that there's only one right answer. And Jesus made it very clear that others will try to enter other ways and others will come in my name and say, hey, look at me, I'm the Christ, I'm Messiah. He's like, don't don't believe them. Don't give them the time of day. And don't be like those ones who try to enter through, jump the fence into the kingdom. I am the gate. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. This is liberation to your soul. This is, and this is why I'm gonna minister this to us as a church family. Because there is always this kind of brewing temptation in our peripheral, saying there's potentially another way. Maybe there's, maybe there's another way. Then full yieldedness, full surrender, full submission to King Jesus. But Jesus has made it clear that he is the revelation between God and man. The light switch came on and there is only one light. Actually, in the Gospel of John where I started in in John chapter one, the Apostle John wanted to make that very clear is that portion that I skipped between verse six and nine. He he talks about John the Baptist. He says, this guy, John the Baptist, who who came before Jesus, he's not the light. So please don't confuse him. Elijah and Moses and John the Baptist, all these prophets of old, they are not the light. 
they actually spoke of a light, the light, the light of God, the revelation of God to man. So you want to know what God is like? Do you feel disappointed in life? Do you wonder if God is good? Do you feel like you've been betrayed? Jesus is God. Jesus is, is the exact imprint of the nature of God, as Hebrews chapter 1 tells us. So in the wrestling and the disappointment, look to Jesus. Look to the light of God revealed in Jesus. Would you close your eyes right now? I want to minister this to your heart. Wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace, will you reveal yourself in this place? Is the exact imprint of the character of God. There had to be a way that you would bridge the gap between the divine and us, the created stuff. These ones who broke relationship with you and you did it in the person of Jesus Christ, the Son of God actually taking on flesh. And so we stand in this place now where the light switch has been flipped on and you've revealed to us what you're like. And right now we look to you, Jesus, as the perfect revelation of God to man, that there is no other way that even our disappointment and our discouragement and our unbelief, we throw at the feet of Jesus. And we allow the life-giving power of God to transcend time and space and flood our soul right now with the perfect, with the revelation of Jesus that ministers to our hearts exactly what is needed. Lord, would you move from theory to reality in hearts this morning? Would you overcome every discouragement, even distrust of your character? Would that be overwhelmed by the revelation of Jesus? Would it be overcome by the fact that you came and submitted yourself willingly to all of the the frustrations of this earth. So you are familiar with the ground that we walk on. You're familiar with the places that we trudge through. Would you fill hearts with courage? Not through superficial, rah-rah, words of positivity, but with a revelation of the person of Jesus that, that leads to intimacy with you and friendship with you on a daily basis. That transcends just a church service or a church building into everyday life. The revelation of Jesus to hearts. And finally in verse seven it says, of the increase of his government 
and of peace there will be no end. On the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it. Like the future is good. The future is bright. Regardless of the headlines, regardless of what your Twitter feed says or what your friend is griping about. The future is bright. The future is good because there is this king who's on the throne who is moving forward with this vengeance and zeal and passion. And he's going to establish it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. This light came on 2,000 years ago. He is our hope. He is the perfect revelation of God to man. And he is now our purpose. And we look to this one with, with like eyes like fire. That's how the book of Revelation describes him. He has these, eye, these fiery eyes. And as we look at him, our eyes begin to burn with a similar passion. I speak this to you know, a generation of people that are longing for purpose, we're longing for passion. Actually, we have a whole generation that's being told, just follow your passion. The truth tells us though, to follow Jesus, and he'll light our hearts on fire with passion for the things that are on his heart. We, we set our eyes on him and he aligns us with his purpose. We don't go and find our purpose. No, we find our purpose in this light that came on 2,000 years ago. He is now our purpose. You want purpose for your life? Do you want passion for your life? Then look at Jesus. Look at the light that came on 2,000 years ago. He will infuse you with a zeal and with a passion. The, the other Old Testament word is jealousy for things that you never thought were interesting before. He'll f turn your life upside down. And I'm, I'm saying that with conviction from my own testimony. I used to be so obsessed with, with sports and with video games and all the things that, they're, they're fun. I'm not saying they're, they're not fun. But I was like middle school, high school, even in the, the early years of college, I was just addicted to those things. And I was interested in the things of the Lord. I, I love Jesus, but he hadn't yet flipped the switch in my life of like all out zeal and passion for the things of God. And so this light came on and as we, as we look at him and as we begin to adore him and behold him, he begins to reorient our heart with a burning passion for the things that are on his heart. His purposes become your purposes. His passion becomes your passion. I believe that's when the, the church will actually be relevant as well. <laughs> when we actually just take on the agenda of the Lord, we take on his purpose rather than our own. I wanna minister this to your heart this morning. Lord, I pray over hearts that feel bored with life, with that, they feel apathetic, they feel purposeless. Lord, may they not turn to another hobby, 
just to fill that void. May they not turn to another relationship just to, to fill that void. May they not build their, their life and all these false ex- expectations placed upon their kids and upon others. Lord, may you captivate our hearts with you. May you be our delight. And from that place of delight, you know that you'll give us the desires of our hearts because our hearts will be aligned with you. So Lord, I pray that once again, you would light hearts on fire with you. That people would burn with a love for you like no other. That it wouldn't be a comparison. That nothing else would even hold a light compared to the burning love that people have for you. Loving you with all of their heart, soul, mind, and strength. And from that place, Lord, would be birthed true purpose, eternal purpose, eternal inheritance, passion for the things that are on your heart, zeal for the things that are on your heart. somebody in the house this morning and this doesn't even take a word of knowledge I'm just speaking to our humanity somebody holding on to an addiction and they're wondering if they were to give this addiction up what the Lord would fill that with he wants to tell you that he'll fill it with himself that he is the, the one thing that satisfies he is the bread of life and the living water You delight yourself in him. Delight yourself in him. So you can just surrender that to him right now. Minister to hearts right now, Jesus, like you do. Woo over the hearts of men and women here this morning to a place of full surrender. That's why, you know, Paul, again, in the book of Philippians, says now post, like the light of God being shown upon his life, he could say, you know, I considered everything else lost compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus. Like his entire life was defined by his achievements, by his academics, by his religious training, and the light switch came on. He says, now I consider it all like garbage, consider it dung, I consider it rubbish, compared to the surpassing no, uh, surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus, our Lord. This has been the LifePoint Church Sermon of the Week. For more resources, visit us at lifepoint.cc.